Welcome to the Good Mums Say Bad Words potty. Hi, I'm Lisa. Some people call me sarcastic, some even an asshole. but really, I just say the shit everyone else is thinking. And I'm Karaya, just a wife who has to put up with this shit. Hi guys, it's us again. <laughs> Who's us? I'm just me and my girl. Hey, we've got a um, wedding, wedding anniversary coming up. <sighs> So, Dylan. So, Dylan. How quick is the last 12 months gone, babe? V quick. Just like that. Just like that. What's that? Just I clicked. Just, just like, like that. that. Yeah. So, um, flash. How you know are kids at work who not who Flash is? Pardon? Yeah, like I'm like, oh, let's go as fast as Flash. And they like, look at me like, who the fuck? So I'm like, Sonic the Hedgehog? Like, who's fast? Who's fast? Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Spider-Man's not necessarily fast. No. Anywho. <laughs> How are you? I'm fabulous. How oh, are, you? are you? Yeah, I'm oh. good. Oh, are you? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, why? You told me something different before. That I was shit. A little bit under the weather. Oh, I am a bit under the weather. I probably sound a little bit nasally. Hmm. Don't have the vid, but um, yeah, look, they don't need to hear about my ailments because every time I tell you, you're like, oh, you're 40. Yeah. You yeah. literally came home today and was like, oh, I feel so shit. And I was like, mm. 40 and fat. And you were like, don't say it. I was like, because mm, you're old. Yeah, fuck you. You're one year older now, so I am. tell us about it. 27 now. Yeah. Sit down, everyone. It's okay. It's okay. So um, tell me about your birthday. My birthday? Yeah, how's your birthday? My birthday was low key, but good low key. Oh. oh I, I, know, I might get hurt feelings, but what were you going to say? Oh. I tried so hard. Loki not a bad thing. I actually talked it up, didn't I, at the last potty. So I I got two cakes, that was great. I yep. got really, really good presents from you. Like very thoughtful presents. So thoughtful. thoughtful. <laughs> How do you spell that? <laughs> Can I buy a vowel? I had a private school education and that was disgraceful. Disgraceful. Can you go back oh, and re record oh. that? <laughs> oh shit. No, I'm just saying the event was low key, is yep. what I mean. Yes. Um, but the presents and the kids are extremely cute. Yes. Um, How cute were they coming in and being like, happy birthday, Dado, and we didn't ever have to tell them. I mean. Yeah, because Lee would be like, can I have any presents? <laughs> that's why. What? And Lee would be like, can I have any presents? Like, what are you doing? I guess I was, that's why she came in so quickly, because she wanted to unwrap my presents. She did not. So cute. Um, what else? Yeah, got two cakes. Yep. One's um, not enough, obviously. No, no, no. No. Um, but I just really felt like just like. Classic Coles slash Woolies, like, okay, I didn't want anything fancy. Well, you wanted a mud cake, but the funny sort of a little bit fucked up thing um, about you is that you don't like chocolate cake. So thank gosh Mm. that. Good save. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Thank gosh that, golly gosh, uh, Woolies, Coles, I went to Coles, have different varieties yeah, of the mud cake. And caramel, as a girl would call anything, anything caramel, caramel flavoured. <laughs> caramel. Yeah, it's really hard to say now. <laughs> caramel flavoured. The girls call caramel. They which do. Which is fine. They do. So we had a caramel cake and a white chocolate cake. What was the best part of your birthday? Best part? Oh, Abby's video. Oh, <laughs> cute. Shout out to Abs. So oh. cute. My friend Kate, who I feel like I speak about every fucking episode, who lives in England, has a two-year-old. Yeah. And I've got Called this. Called Patricia. <laughs> Her name's Abby. <laughs> it's not Patricia. And they sent the cutest video of her saying, 
Happy birthday, choir. 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 That was so cute. Choir. It was really adorable. And when I watched her, I cried like a little bitch and then so I called them and kept crying. So that was really cute. I also cried like a little bitch. Everyone was very emotional. We've cried a lot in the last week, haven't we? Oh my God, Chicago Fire is fucking us up. Oh my goodness. So many tears. Yeah, I'm very sensitive today, so I'm probably going to cry. So just take it easy. Should we perhaps maybe highlight of the week? I'll go. Oh. Okay. Booked a holiday. Oh, we did. Yay. Oh, we did too. I thought that was going to be yours. Well, I feel like that was like from today onwards, meaning next week. Nah. A con was booked last week. Okay. Highlight of the week. Booked accommodation (laughs) for a holiday. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What about you? I was going to say it's between Abby's video. Yeah. But also my new tattoo. But you said that last week. Did I? Yeah, that was your highlight last week. Oh, fuck. Well, it's obviously a good highlight. Well, can we have another one? Um, okay, I'm <laughs> no, another one. I'll give you five minutes. Uh, no, no, I went to Chinese medicine today. That was fucking cool. No, that's this week. Last week. Fuck a duck. Um, Come on. You can do going it. Going to the Should footy. Should I put elevator music? Going up? to the footy. <gasps> that was good. That was enjoyable. That was so good. It's fucking hard. Girls' first uh, football match. I can't believe that wasn't mine. What a fuckhead. Yeah, the girls have never been to... Men's. A men's AFL game. Yeah. And they did at the MCG's packed house. Packed house. Um, they loved COVID it. Ate everything. Don't know it's hot dogs, you name it. <laughs> hot dog. Loved Ali it. Ali goes to me, Mum, I said, sweetheart, do you want a hot dog? Knowing full well that she doesn't Does really, meat. <laughs> really love the meat. <laughs> what about this? And um, I said, would you like a hot dog? And she looked at me. I said, it's not dog. And she goes, What's it, what, what is it? And my friend looked at me and was like, um... I said, oh, we're not really sure. We're not really sure. She's like, yeah, I'll take a hot dog. Yeah, great. I'll take one hot dog. Thank you. That's funny. (laughs) It was very... Hey, can I tell you a funny story? Please. I like stories. So I went to Officeworks today. Did you? I did. Why? Because I was looking for a new cover for um, the iPad. Oh, because Aaliyah smashed it. Yeah, exactly. So Aaliyah (laughs) dropped the, um, the iPad that has a keyboard on it. And I was looking for a new cover. And I was like, "Mm, if I can get one for like 50 bucks. And I went to all the little um, phone shops, like the shopping centre. And there was one and it was like as thick as a shoebox. And I was like, meh, if I can't find one, like I'll come back. Not going back. Anyway, and so I basically, um, yeah, I went to Officeworks and... The guy was like, oh, no, we don't have one for that generation iPad. Like, it's a bit old. Like, it's a bit of an old iPad. How about you just buy a new iPad? No, I didn't. I swear to fucking That's God. Okay. Decent upsell. Anyway, not going to lie. Considered it. I was about to no, buy you it. I was. Well, that man deserves a medal for fucking upselling you. Four ninety nine for a gener- nine gener- fuck. <laughs> ninth generation <gasps> Why is your highlight not Vanessa Marusa concert? Oh, fuck me. Should we sign this funny again? Yeah, we probably should. Hi, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, my goodness. Good one. Sorry, I just remembered. I only thought of that because you went and she was, like, funny doing that on stage. Hey, big week. We we were, like, kind of live, guys. That's we will start this potty again. That's because the potty's a day late, guys, because we've been having an actual live. We did. We had a live. Shout out to Hunty Bella for driving two hours to come and take care of the kids so we could go to the concert. Traffic, thanks, girl. 
And also, shout out to Seven Apples Ice Cream Store for that fucking red velvet ice cream. What, what did you just call the ice cream shop? Seven Apples. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called Seven Apples. What do you think it's called? I was thinking of Messina. <laughs> Oh, because we had ice cream on Friday night. Friday night and, and Saturday Sunday. night. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely called Seven Apples. But how good was that, Joel? That was very that that ice cream flavor needs to fucking happen everywhere. Yeah. So very very quickly, we went to see Vanessa Morosi. It's concert number thirty for me. So is that an exact number? Yeah, it would be quite accurate. I feel like you should write them all down. I have. I would definitely have that in a memorabilia box somewhere, and we know that that's for sure. Uh, thanks, Mum, for the memorabilia. Anyway, I pretty much, um, yeah, I basically, number 30, went and saw her and decided that uh, it's not going to be my last concert. Correct. Definitely not going to be my last concert. This was a bit of an intimate one, so we've never had... It's quite nice. Yeah, we've never had an intimate sit-down Kind well, of you situation. and I went to one like before COVID existed, weird, and it was like in a small pub, but yeah. she was still rocking out. And she, in this concert we just went to, she was really expressing that, like, you know, she's done rock and a bit of country and pop, and that's not yeah. her. Yeah. And so she, I feel like she just was her authentic self. I think her and her support act, though, kind of really, you could really see how much the um, lockdowns and the pandemic really affected them. Yeah. Like they, not that they were pained, if that makes sense, but you could tell that they were like, fucking finally, live music is back. People can go out, they can have a good time. But yeah. you know what? It was fucking hard. Like you could hear that the way that they were. Talking about it. Yeah. But they were also all, both of them were like support Australian artists. Like yeah, if you're going 100%. to go, and like I get it, like I'd like to go to fucking Justin Bieber concert concert too like mm. but i would <laughs> much rather spend uh, my money on local artists speaking of the other day at breakfast table Aaliyah says to me mummy said yes sweetheart is justin Bieber real i said yeah he's real miller asked me that too oh did i say Aaliyah? you said Aaliyah. oh uh, miller oh right. beg your pardon wrong child wrong child i had Aaliyah on my mind great because how fucked up she was today oh My goodness. This morning we had a tanty because the teacher didn't communicate that there was a change in school uniform situation. So usually... uh, Monday to Wednesday, they wear their dresses. Yeah, and then Thursday, Friday, sports uniform. Mm. But there was a change because we've got cross-country. Fucking bring it on. Oh, but that's on Friday. Yeah. I'm ready. This Friday. Um, And, yeah, so they had a bit of a practice run today, I believe. But she knew, and she and the thing is about Aaliyah she's is that she's always right. She's always right. But I just said to her, sweetheart, let's just hear it from an adult first. It's not that I don't trust you, but we just need to hear another parent or from the teacher or whatever. I don't want to be that kid that turns up in the wrong uniform. And I said, fine, we'll take the other uniform to school. And anyway, long story short, we ended up finding it out through other parents. But fuck me. Yeah. Was that a good way to start the day? Yeah. And then Miller, what was Miller crying for this morning? So then her, thank goodness, her bestie's mum was at the cafe. She dropped her off already. And Miller saw her and was like, I want her to take me in today. I was like, fine, bye. bye. See you later. 
And so we walked up and I was like, oh, apparently you're taking Miller into kitchen today. She was like, fine. Anyway, so I got her school bag out of the car and I was like, does your kid have anything in there? in their kitty bag because Miller doesn't even have undies. And she was like, no. Nah. And then I said to Miller, why don't you have anything in your bag? And she goes, it's for my artwork. Yeah. I've got to put my artwork in there. <laughs> anyway, so no tears because didn't do the drop off. Great. But well, remember this week actually she came up with a bit of a plan that now we open the door. Oh, yeah. And when I put my bag in my locker <laughs> and you have to go out the door and before I turn around, you were gone. Yeah, well, that didn't work the day before, big on Monday. You're not quick enough, babe. No, because she was, like, crying at the window. Like, I'll be Yeah, like, don't leave me. The door was closed, hadn't put her bag away, and I was like, oh, Yeah, but you need to walk away. I did walk away. But then how would you see her at the window then? Because I was sad. Exactly. So that's sad about that. Your problem. Anyway, she's doing – there's progress. That's my problem. There's progress. (sighs) Breaks my heart. She'll get there. I know. She'll get there. That's my feelings. Should we talk about the topic of the day? Or should we talk about... What should we talk about? Recap. Recaps from last week. Recaps from last week? Yeah. Well, we talked about your birthday. My bir- It's birthday. Birthday. My birthday. Yeah? Yeah. And... Oh, actually, one thing we forgot to say last week. Whoa. We were talking about funny shit that, that Miller had said. And basically, uh, funniest shit ever. So... When we went to the Chinese restaurant. You mean Aaliyah. Oh, fuck. Am I saying the wrong name again? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. When we went to the Chinese restaurant, we went out for dinner. And remind me, because my brain's clearly not here today. We need to go and talk about the kids at your birthday dinner. Um, Anyway, so we talked about the kids out for dinner and not using iPads and devices and blah, blah, blah. So Aaliyah needed to go to the bathroom. And so I took her to the toilet and... She said to me, she shut the door, locked the door, whatever. She goes, Mum. I said, yeah, she's a sweetheart. She goes, I really like Chinese toilets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what do you mean, sweetheart? And she said, well, they're just kind of round and comfortable on your bum. A bit smaller. Like, <laughs> I'm like, pretty sure. Toilet to toilet doll. That's a toilet. Just yeah. here from Australia. Yeah. Maybe made in China. I'm not sure. Who knows? It wasn't but a cola toilet. It definitely must have been a cola toilet. Uh, anyway, we I could not stop laughing. It was very funny. Very funny. Very funny. Can I say, um, before we proceed to the recap, we want to... We're done through the recap. No, I want to talk about my birthday dinner. Oh, go. So, obviously, we <clears throat> put our kids on a pedestal last week and said, oh, the young kids are perfectly behaved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we jinxed ourselves because when we went for my birthday dinner, just the four of us... They Asian fusion were fucked up. Like they oh, now nah, relax. Yeah, but they just wouldn't sit still. Like, and then Lee wanted to sit on my lap, and then she wanted to sit on your lap, and then Miller was like underneath the table, and then it just was just the complete opposite of what we had spoken about. And we little, were like it giggling. <laughs> it was a little bit different. And we were giggling, being like, "Oh my god, we screwed ourselves here. Absolutely jinxed ourselves. Totally jinxed still didn't ourselves. give in devices, though, did we? No, did not give in ever, and not ever would I do that. Um, and that was funny. I wanted to talk about the one thing that Millie's best friend said yesterday when she came for a play day. What was that? About the mop. Oh, that was very funny too. <laughs> that was very funny. So Millie had a little play date yesterday with her best friend from kinder at our house. 
and there was a bit of a spillage, which was fine. They actually they did the right thing and they wiped it up, I think, trying not to get caught. And I was like, what's Probably happening? Probably with their dresses or something. No, no, they used paper towel. It was really cute. And then I was like, oh, I need to mop. So I went and got the mop and the middle of the dressing room was like, what's that? <laughs> I was like, it's a mop. It's a mop. Have you never seen a mop before? No, I don't know what a mop is. I was like. Okay, and I felt like asking, like, have you never seen mum use a mop? Anyway, we've got the truth today. Turns out they have, uh, they do have a mop. The same mop. The same mop, just a different colour. But maybe she just forgot for a moment. She actually said, um, her mum said to me, uh, like, she will dead set look you straight in the eyes. Yeah, and lie. And lie. She yeah. was like, don't believe a word she says. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, so I reckon we should probably get into the topic of topic of today's episode. Let's do it. We would like to talk about extracurricular act. <laughs> Extra. I'm having a stroke. Curricular. Don't say that. It's not funny. Sorry. Extra curricular activities. Does that sound like Siri then? I love it. Google. It's actually a really cool person on TikTok who like nails voiceovers. Anyway. Oh. Um, oh no, who's calling you? No one's calling me. So, uh, extracurricular activities, when should you start them? How many you should do? Yeah, like what age, yeah. Yeah, what's, what's, so we're going to talk about a little bit about our experiences. Uh, I'll go back. Uh, we actually, you and I were planning for this potty today and we we're talking about, um, when our parents or when we were younger yeah. and what was available in terms of, so back to the eighties and nineties. Extracurricular. Curricular. Uh, actually, it's, it's really hard. Thing. I know. You're saying it fast. Extracurricular activities. You speaking fast. Weird. So we we kind of came to the conclusion that what was available was probably swimming lessons. And that's it. There's nothing else like there is around now. Like you got. Gymnastics. I did tennis. Like I did tennis lessons. Yeah, but it wasn't hot shots, was it? it wasn't like. No, it was that crew on and tennis club. <laughs> yeah, but Arr. like from under five. Oh, no, no, Exactly. No. So we're, if we're talking about five and under, so before you get to prep, yeah. what activities were available? I mean, Dancing. I, start, I think ballet, possibly. Um, yeah, I did ballet. Yeah, and then, and then I think probably, yeah, obviously you're swimming. So, you know, we obviously speak to a lot of, um, a lot of parents and a lot of, you know, with, with what the industry that we're in and, and what we do, and it's very interesting to see um, – well, I mean, there's so many Some different themes. Yeah, yeah, and there's so many different sides to it. Like, you know, you can talk about pre-COVID, you can talk about post-COVID, you can talk about um, 80s and 90s, you can talk about, you know, nowadays, all of those things. But we kind of, we'll probably jump around a little bit, but I think um, yeah. we want to share our experience. So I remember first time, mum, I could not wait to get Aaliyah into swimming lessons. Mm-hmm. So I remember enrolling her into, um, you know, the local YMCA swimming situation um, where I was living at the time. And she was like maybe a week or two off being six months. Mm. And I remember um, you had, I'm, I'm pretty sure from memory that you had to be vaccinated. You had to have your six month, your six month vaccinations. And we will have to do a potty on, on some vaccination topics. Not co vaccinations. No, 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 no. Just children's vaccinations and yeah. you know, I'll share my um limited uh view and and whatever on that. So um I had to wait for early as six month vax vaxes and then she had an awesome teacher, but it was um you know something that was a, just a no brainer. You know, it was 
something that from six months and same with with Miller. So um, her Nuna used to take uh, so take uh, Millie to to um, swimming. swimming. But it's you know Aaliyah also did uh, mini maestros, which to be honest, um, music classes for those that don't know. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of it. Uh, I th- I thought that what they were doing was very basic for probably for the price that you paid mm-hmm. um, and what you got. It was very you know kind of shaken instrument. I definitely appreciated where they were trying to come from, but up until one years like one year old. Um, past that, I wouldn't really bother. But I think, you know, they go to three, four years old, something like that. Mm. I'm not even sure if they exist anymore, to be honest. But um, she did both of those until she started um, soccer at 17 months. So, you know, it it was definitely something that um, was super important. Um, I never joined a um, a mother's group. Is that what you call them? Yeah, mother's group. Yeah, I didn't join that. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of childcare either. Not which for, I think, yeah, no, no, which I think I've probably touched on. But so her social interactions came from from extracurricular activities, mm. um, or you know through playing with you know cousins or at the Family park, friends. And, yeah, yeah, things like that. Yeah, but it's always been a really really important, you know, I guess um, something for me and maybe for you as well as we touched on the the activities weren't available until you know maybe primary school and above. So like you did lots of sport, basketball, soccer, yeah, that sort of stuff. I did athletics. I did um, I, everything at school. Mm-hmm. But outside of school, I did tennis. I did athletics. Um, I never did dancing. My sisters did dancing, but probably because I was a lesbian. But, no, nah, <laughs> probably not at that age. Um, yeah, it wasn't a huge a huge dancer. But definitely we, we were always jam-packed with activities. Um, which really helped us socially. But again, from five and up, we're talking, right? Yeah. So two things I want to pick at. Please is, do. Like even say only twenty years ago, so when I was at five and under. Yeah. These things didn't exist. Mini maestros. Yeah. Like whatever you you know other small things that are for kids from six to eighteen months, like quite young. Yeah. So the knowledge, firstly, of or the science, maybe, is what I'm trying to say. The science behind. Evolution? Yeah, that stuff uh, at that age I don't think existed or was known that how important social interaction that kids can actually learn from that young. So that's one thing I want to talk about. Yep. And the other one is that, which we've spoken about a lot leading up to this episode, is that swimming for everyone should be mandatory. Like, I think that the government should subsidise because, of course, people are not going to do activities if they can't afford it, right? Yeah, or they'll do one and they usually, they usually do swimming, which is great. I think yeah. that in Australia especially, swimming should be a non-negotiable thing, a mandatory yeah, activity that everyone needs to do from the age of six months and up. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, when when we moved house, um, I remember, so where, where Miller started swimming lessons, I remember speaking to parents, you know, they, they had a viewing deck. So mm. when Aaliyah would be doing her classes and Miller would be running a muck or whatever, and you talk to other parents. And so Aaliyah would have been around that three-year-old mark. So had been doing had been doing swimming since six months. And so many of those parents would say, oh, you know, Johnny just started um, swimming, you know, he just turned three. And it took ages for me to realise that the reason that Johnny started swimming is because 
mum and dad, who literally admitted to me, could not be fucked getting in the water in with the, them in the pool, yeah, or getting wet. Like, yeah. I can't stand being wet. Like, I don't enjoy showers. I don't enjoy swimming. I don't enjoy the beach. But it goes back to what we said last week. Like, why go for dinner and take an iPad for your kids? Why have a kid and not enjoy, like, them learning how to swim or learning how to walk or learning how to crawl? Like, I, I, I totally hear you. But from the, like, not calling you judgy, but from mm. the non-judgment, non-judgmental side, I understand how exhausting parenting is. Fucked, yeah. So when I say can't be fucked, I say that quite loosely. Like you're not saying I can't be fucked being a parent. Mm. You're saying like I can't be fucked dealing with him crying, her crying. I can't be deal, can't be bothered cold, dealing like, with yeah all of everything all, above. <laughs> all of the above. And I totally appreciate and understand that. However. From our experience, the developmental benefits, for example, children who, um, I remember when I had Aaliyah, um, an old soccer friend had said, um, who was a swimming teacher, mm. one of your old mates actually, had said, yeah, um, school friend, yeah, had said, uh, make sure that you always wet her face, like from, from newborn. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so strange. Just when you're bathing. Yeah. And yeah. as a, as a parent, I was like shit scared going, oh, fuck it. Like, I don't want to put water in her eyes. And, yeah. and really, really early on, um, like I would take her in the shower with me and put her under the, like, you know, all of it. And that really helped with both of the children. Mm-hmm. Like I would dunk them in the, um, in, at swimming, you know, under yeah. under the water and do all of that. Whereas when they wouldn't play an eyelid. Well, it was funny because when they started progressing in their swimming lessons, and even when we moved, like moved away from Melbourne, mm. you could see so many kids that wouldn't put their head underwater because they weren't forced to do it. And, yeah. and don't get me wrong, again, like I don't force. love forcing them to do it. Yeah, but you're encouraging them for something that is going to benefit them. It's a little bit like muscle memory. Like if you from the first bath that you give your child like sprinkle a little bit of water on their face it that just becomes natural and organic for that child so it's actually funny so when I lived in London and nanny the kids who at the time were five and eight yep they didn't shower because they was they only had a bath oh I remember that they were oh you got them to the do yeah I got them to have a shower like I reckon the last month of me being there yeah but they were petrified yeah of water on their face they do swimming lessons they did but not the whole time that i was there so i don't know again but maybe it's like again australian culture beaches like yeah different different yeah. right yeah. to fuck freezing london like why yeah. do you need to know how to swim yeah because you're in europe and still the beaches are like shit yeah so but yeah they yeah like as an eight-year-old girl and was scared and she was having a bath with her five-year-old brother like yeah. all the different body parts but yeah. she couldn't have a shower because they were so scared of the water on the head or washing even washing their hair it's so interesting like isn't that. it so it's let's crazy. talk about um you know we kind of touched on well for us the importance of starting so young and i mm-hmm. think there's been a lot of studies around um you know even in, in what we do what um, age? yeah i think if a child can can walk and you know, follow uh, an instruction that we know from from what we do day in, day out, that they can absolutely participate. It's the parents or the guardians, the people that bring them um, that are are the ones that will... um, Need to be motivated. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's fucking hard. Like I speak to to people every single day and say to them, 
um, you know, we have a little document that we've put together that mm-hmm. what, how many times have you heard me in the last month say, yeah. I like to call it the what not what to, to expect. expect. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's the what to expect at your first class or second class or first month or whatever. Um, but we, you know, we get a lot of people who are like, oh, we're just going to wait till Johnny's a bit older, you know, maybe a couple of years. And we're like, fuck, riddle me this, don't. Sorry, riddle me this, right? You come along and try an activity, whether it's swimming, soccer, basketball, I don't care what the activity is. Set yeah. the kids 18 months, right? You come, they're one and a half years old. You come, they don't listen, they don't, you know, then they don't do anything that you expected. Yeah. you fucking cut, that's it, you're done. I'm going to email you and say, oh, I'm going to wait till he's older, you know, give him six months to a year's time, see if he's any better. Please tell me how it is common sense that you think that in a year's time, of you not practicing sitting still, of you not practicing listening to another person who's not your parent, mm. that all of a sudden in a year's time you're going to come back and sit still. To, like it makes no sense. Well, let's to me. fucking use COVID as an example. Here we got shoved out of, of being able to have any activities. Mm-hmm. The parks were closed. There was no opportunity to see family, friends, any of those things. Mm. Let's call it 12 months. Let's be generous and call it 12 months when <laughs> it was two fucking years. Very generous. But how is that any different? Mm. They had 12, 12 months, hence why we're busier than ever because there are so many people desperate to get their children into into things. Mm-hmm. But then when, you know, and, and I speak to quite often like the, the swim school yeah, or the dance, dance school, school and, yeah. you know, very, very um, much throw ideas off people and we're all going through exactly the same scenarios, you know, mm-hmm. people. Hesitant. Not, well, yeah, but also very um, unaware maybe is the wording of the effects that COVID may or may not have had yeah. on their children. Like, oh, like my kid cries every time I come to dancing, so we're not going to do it anymore. No fucking so shit. So firstly, my question is, if your kid was crying every time they walked into prep or into kinder, mm. would you stop going to those things? No, you wouldn't. Yeah, well, finding Miller's friend today, wasn't it? That I was just telling well, yeah. telling you about it. Yeah. Dinner. So Miller's friend, who I think I actually spoke about that story last week. No, I was crying. Yeah, yeah, like a symphony in the fucking uh, <laughs> hallway. And, like, this little girl's got a scream and a half on her. And, uh, anyway, her mum and I had a chat. Today is the second time we've met. And we had a chat today, and it was really interesting because um, both her daughter and Miller we're refusing to leave. So here we were, we met a week and a half ago mm. and both of our kids are like losing their shit going, fuck that. I'm not going in like into kinder. And then all of a sudden both of them are doing the opposite and saying, no, we want to stay. Yeah. So we actually so had funny. a big chat. I was stu- uh, I shouldn't say stuck there. We had a very enjoyable chat for about, you know, 20 minutes, even a bit more um, discussing different things. And, you know, we actually discussed, she was telling me her, daughter who I'm assuming must be the same age for going to school next year mm-hmm. um just started swimming last November so I'm not sure if she's for done the any, first time ever for the first time ever yeah, and she wow. said you know um and I actually said to her oh we're, we're going to be discussing this on the podcast uh, in this episode and she was like well isn't it an interesting topic to think like here's her experience she started her daughter back in November she's gone leaps and bounds mm-hmm. um in swimming but then your response back to me was? Yeah, like, yeah, she's good at swimming, but does she have, like, social intelligence? Can she catch a ball? Can she jump with two feet? Like, yeah, yeah. swimming is great. And like I said, I think for the Australian government it should be non-negotiable, mandatory, like it should be somewhat subsidised. Yeah. But there's much more to 
physical activity and developmental goals of those kids like 18 months to prep yeah that are more than swimming in a pool yeah so we don't know the answers to to those questions and certainly you know we're just sharing our experience and we don't um judge anyone's uh choices whatsoever we're just so passionate about what we do and about kids development but it's also indifferent to Aaliyah's godmother who doesn't vaccinate the children who can't go to swimming lessons because they're not vaccinated. Well, yeah. So you can you go to a pool? No, you can't even go to a pool, can you? Yeah, I'm sure you can. Do they ask at the front desk? Are you vaccinated? Yeah, I think you need to show your vaccination status when you go in. Your COVID one. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. I mean, okay. well, your kids aren't being vaccinated. So yeah, I, I don't actually don't know the rules around that at all. But you know, if we're going pre pre COVID and all of that stuff. It's a very interesting scenario because now you've got a bit of a double-edged sword. Not only do you have children that are suffering social anxieties and, and other reluctancies, you know, it's that and and parents are fucking over it, you mm-hmm. know, that then it's, all right, well, now I'm going to introduce, I was going to start my child in activities 12 months ago. Yeah, but now I'm not. Two years ago, whatever it was. And now they're 875 years old. <laughs> well, now I have and they're not listening. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, just pull them out again. Yeah. Here's one for you. Tell me. Spare in the works, not mm. really, but on the same topic, is starting prep. Oh, fucking don't. And activities, like how many. So a very common thing that we also get at work is, oh, you know, little Johnny's started prep. So we're going to pull him out of all his activities so we can focus on his academics and getting to know his schoolmates. Yeah. So what you're telling me, what you're saying to me, in other words, is that you were going to throw your child into a school he's never been to with some people he may know, but yeah. majority, you know, a big place that can be scary. Yeah. To an unknown space, let's say, in simple terms. You're going to throw your kid into an unknown space. Yeah. And take away all his routine and all his safe spaces. Yeah. Logic, please. Look, this is a really interesting one because I've had many debates about this and, in fact, my own mum and members of my family have judged the amount of activities that um, that our children do. Hmm. Well, so, use Aaliyah as an example. So last year she started prep. At the time she was in karate, had one, so one karate class a week, yeah. one swimming class a week. Yeah. One soccer class a week yeah. and one dancing class a week. Yeah. So that's four. Yeah. Yeah. So, but both, actually, both of our mothers have said, and I think both of them being um, parents of sporting children, mm-hmm. they probably sit there in the fucking exhausted thinking about, like, we run around like crazy, mm. but we also really, um, you know, listen to, like, Aaliyah came to us and said, we, I don't want to do soccer. And so we're not ones that, um, like to how do I put this without sounding too much I give the child their way yeah but what we said is you need to see out the term absolutely so we would never stop something without her you know finishing off the same thing happened with karate Mm -hmm. the karate school was fucking hopeless to be honest but uh we basically decided that we would love her to do karate but we need to find a better school that is more – for me, I've never done karate or any martial arts, but I just feel like the whole point of it is to learn discipline and these kids were running around, being rude to the instructor, um, you know, just not really showing that. And so that is the reason why – and I gave that feedback as well to the, the yeah. sensei. Is that his name? Yeah. Sensei, yeah. Um, 
But, yeah, we're very much you need to finish a term or you need to finish a level or something like and that. She's actually told me she doesn't want to do one of her dance classes anymore. And wants to oh, do a different really? one. And I and she goes, okay. oh, next week I don't want to go. I said, no, you've got three weeks to go. Yeah. You see it out. You stick it out. Because, like, if you – like, if a child comes to you, you know, at an age where they can articulate, so let's say three plus, like, I don't yeah. want to do this anymore. Yeah. You can listen. Yeah. But you also don't want to teach them to get their own way and be like, oh, okay, so I'll do yes to – Well, actually, I had this conversation with a parent uh, today, yesterday, I can't remember, um, about that as well. You know, it, it's so easy to say, oh, that's okay. You know, we can just go home to the safety of, or I shouldn't say safety, to the comfort of our home mm. and we don't have to do anything because that's what they fucking had. Like who doesn't want to sit at home and do nothing and go back to the, the isolation? Well, not isolation, but, you know, it was, it just became such a. a routine. It was a routine. It's yeah. It is a routine and safe space for these kids especially yeah. the kids who are that one and a half or even two who were literally spent there they came out of the bloody womb yeah and have literally just been at home yeah absolutely so should we just maybe we should touch on um for us some of the benefits that we believe mm-hmm. through our own experience and our and our work yeah. um, and i'd say even studies some of the benefits that we um really uh live or live by i guess we live by them don't we um very passionate about them (laughs) very very passionate about them so developmentally i think you know learning how to learning your colors learning how to share learning how to jump with two feet balance on something yeah catch a ball um kick a ball um, imagination is a huge one yep imagination actually that's an interesting one isn't it the other day we had a, a parent emailed us and said um you don't mind if I say this story? I don't know which About story. the game that and the child. Oh, sure. Yeah, so he, he emailed and, and basically said the program is fantastic. Um, you know, I think what you what you guys are doing is, is great. However, um, little Johnny again, uh, the activity. The, the specific activity he got scared by. He got scared by because the, the interaction was um, a dinosaur or something along those lines and um, for that reason we're, we're going to have a break. Anyway, we kind of looked at each other and we're like, at this point in time, like we're, not, we're just not even buying into stuff like that. Like, you know, there's ways that you can talk talk through your chi- with your child mm-hmm. just as we at do as well. Age. Well, from, from an age that they can talk and understand and respond yeah. is an age that you can talk through anything, I think. And, again, we're not experts in child psychology or we're not bloody paediatricians or whatever else, like, but we live and breathe this every day Yeah, and we see it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, developmentally I think, um, you know, there, there are obviously some, some huge – um, some huge things. I think, you know, as we've said, if, if the government was able to support um, some some programs, I think it would be, you know, fantastic. I think post-COVID now there's a couple of things out there. Again, don't have enough knowledge about it, but I'll still keep saying it. Swimming should be subsidised 100%. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think socially, obviously, it's a huge one. There are mm-hmm. a lot of people who um, make the choice to not um, put their kids into childcare or kinder or I think 
well, kinder's not even mandatory, is it? Um, but, you know, any type of, of daycare or childcare. Or mum's group, yeah. Yeah, or mother's group, any of those things. So it's another opportunity. I speak to a lot of a lot of parents that say, you know, my child's never had any interaction with anyone. And mm. like I touched on before, you know, there was um, parks and, and play centres and all of those things were closed. So the opportunity now to, to um, socially interact, you mm. know, as a two-year-old or a five-year-old, any of those things I think is super important. Um, being patient, you know, that every child is different. You can't expect miracles. Like you can't expect to go to one XYZ activity or chosen activity that you want to try and expect that they're going to be perfect and do everything the instructor or the coach says. It's not going to happen. Like children are not built that way. And and differences in families. Like look at our two girls. We've got one you know, the older one is is so willing to just jump in there, try anything. Mm-hmm. There's a he- bit of hesitation, but she's pretty good. Mm. And the younger one is just putting her toe in the water and yeah. going to feel it. Might take her six weeks to put her whole foot in. Yeah. But we will hold her hand, talk her through it, um, and just help her through those. You know, I think there's a there's a fine line between um, you know really painful. Um, you know, I could I could think of a story that. Uh, a few weeks back um, for me, you know, being in a venue and, and I saw this little boy who was oh, so bang on 18 months and he literally cried from start to finish of the class. Mm-hmm. And I said to the mum, just give him a chance. To, yeah. I'm, get, I'm even getting shivers thinking about it. Um, give him a chance, you know. And anyway, I happened to be there the next week as well. And, and he came and, and actually walked up to an activity and he mm-hmm. participated maybe five minutes mm-hmm. of a 35. Progress. 35 minute. And I said to her, that's fantastic. Look at that. And he had matched a colour and, you know, it was fantastic. And then about maybe two or three weeks later, um, I got a report from the um, instructor and, and she was like, Oh my goodness, he did it from start to finish. Amazing. And I saw her on the weekend mm-hmm. and like literally went and gave her a high five. Yeah. Sanitized my hands first. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I gave her a high five and she was like, he cannot, like he wears his top, he wears yeah, his, the absolutely. whole thing to bed. Like he is just obsessed. But, you know, unfortunately that's the minority. Like yeah. you get parents who come along and have that kid who cries and they are done. He's not doing any activity because yeah. they can't be fucked. Yeah. They're embarrassed. Like, yeah. Do not I, be embarrassed. Yeah, let's do talk about that. Do not be embarrassed of your child. Like firstly, when you go to these things, the teachers and instructors are trained. They are coached. They have probably seen kids hit kids, like tantrums galore. Like it is their job. Yeah. To hold your kid's hand yep. through it all and yeah. talk them through it just as much as it is for you to guide them. Yeah. Do not be embarrassed. Like it's – and especially now more so like kids from 18 months to five, even five plus. Yeah. Are having tantrums or outbursts of emotion because they're put into these social situations where they have to share a ball or do this or do that. Yeah. They don't have to fucking share when they're at home on their own. Is and it- the parents themselves. Sorry, I was just going to say a bit off topic, but isn't it interesting too when you speak to a parent and they're like, oh, my child's really advanced. Oh, uh, yeah. And oh, he's, re- he's really big. He's really big and boisterous. But can he listen? To- oh, no, he doesn't listen. He should be in an older class because he's really advanced. And I, I have this conversation with you quite frequently and at, about – like what equates to advance? Yeah, like, who who did the scale? Yeah, there there is no scale. What I want to ensure that is is that every child, whatever activity that they're doing, and the same goes with us. You know, we we will encourage the activities that the children do for them to be challenged mm-hmm. if they if 
the center or the program feels that they are emotionally ready for that. Mm -hmm. But we speak to a lot of people who are like, well, they, they end up being wrong. That's the thing. Yeah. Because they feel that if they keep, in inverted commas, their child back yeah. and put them in a younger class, then they're not giving them the best chance. Yeah, but there's some of the damage that can do. Well, oh, my well, God. What like... we try and explain and teach is that you want to get the basics. You want to get that confidence, especially at the moment when mm-hmm. kids haven't done anything. It's more wins. What's the big deal if they're, with some, if they're one of the oldest kids in the class and, mm. you know, they're able to, to lead rather than be the youngest kid in the class and they can't do it? So anyway, off topic there, but so socially, um, developmentally, obviously, socially, what what other tips uh, do you see as important for doing extracurricular curric- activities? Like, the, another thing that comes up is just persistence. Like there's no, and, and I get it's it's hard in in winter with swimming, but there's no point in doing swimming in term one and term four. There's no point to that. No. You need to persist or there's no point in doing, well, one time I'm going to do soccer and the next time I'm going to do swimming and the next time I'm going to do tennis. Like that does not, like in actually research proves that um, changing the activity is not good for anyone. I think I think my advice would be keep one consistent and then I don't see an issue, just to start a debate with you. Love that. I don't see an issue with um changing up activities so for example you know we did karate for a couple of terms Mm. we might or might not go back to it um you know we've done dancing Aliyah did tennis for a hot second um you know trying to find what they like but I think Mm -hmm. you know whether it's well we think swimming is very 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 important but otherwise an activity is important so maybe maybe that's the uh maybe that's the answer to this question two activities one consistent and one changing how do you feel? I my answer to how many activities should children do is obviously a it depends on age. Yep. But I would say three. Three. Yep. Okay. What if you can't afford it? Well, this is the government's problem, isn't it? <laughs> what if you can't afford it? Then make sure I'm at home. If you can't afford it, then yeah, try and do swimming 100%. Make some obstacle courses. But, yeah, at home. it's really like there's some really simple um, activities for, like for physical activity. Would well, you start a YouTube channel? I could. At home with Coach Cryer. Coach Cryer. That you can do that spark kids' imagination. Yep. But also get them having fun while they're learning. That's the biggest thing, like learning through play and building your brain. Yep. Um, what I say, imagination. And then yeah, just general physical jumping and motor skills and things like that. Yeah, I, I That agree. you can do, at, like get a couple of pillows and get them to jump from, be a frog from one I'll start a YouTube channel. I've actually had in the last month two parents in particular who have said to me. I've already just YouTube. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I've had two parents in particular who have said to me that um, they maybe couldn't afford swimming lessons. Mm-hmm. I think, oh, I don't know if it was afford or, or whatever. Anyway, irrelevant. And they actually took their children to the swimming pool. Oh, yeah. Like you play for a, ca- a casual yeah, whether, you know, five bucks, two bucks, whatever it is, entry to a pool and mm-hmm. just did stuff with them. That's fine. Great. Yeah. Like Get them in water. They need to be around water, water safety. Yeah, even even Everybody Google it if you can't. Yeah, if it's not something that's in your budget, totally appreciate that, totally understand that. Yeah. Um, but the importance of activity Go to a beach, it's play. free. Yeah, true. Bit cold, but <laughs> and sand, ill. Bit cold. But there is the point is there is a lot you can do at home without needing to fork out money. And my last point, go 
you make friends out of extracurricular activities. Especially you, babe. Don't, they're, all my friends are from extracurricular activities. Say that again. Extracurricular Five times. Activities. No, I'm kidding. That is definitely my number one. Yeah, Lifelong friends. Parent friends and kid friends. Yeah. 100%. We, some of our best friends have come from the kids' activities. Our best friends or the kids' best friends? Think both. about it. It's definitely <laughs> no, yeah. both. It's definitely both. Anyway, uh, controversial topic as always. Very pa- I could us. talk about this for hours. I genuinely could talk about this for hours, but I can see the laptop is almost dead. Oh, shit. Man. And it's time to watch Chicago Fire. <laughs> Thank you for uh, tuning in. Yeah, to our, a little bit of a ramble. We really, really appreciate it if you want to share the potty with with some friends i'll post a link to my youtube channel <laughs> post a link to the youtube channel but if I'll, I'll make a deal with you hang on i'm trying to not spawn i'm after trying this, to after this if we get you interrupting me weird weird if we get i don't know what the number is but if we get x amount sorry that's a tennis match if we get x amount of um listens yeah on this episode yeah i'll start a youtube channel about kids physical but that's like what exercise at home with andy or some shit i feel like it's already done but it's probably done but do it oh i'm going fine i was i manifested um 100 new listeners last month great yeah. Um, anyway, shut my... the fuck up. Let's watch the Hang high. on, I'm mm-hmm. trying not to have our outro. I'm trying to do our own outro. I'll go, Joel. Yep. Yeah. So share the potty. Mm-hmm. Always share the potty. Share it, girl. You share it. Do you want to be a backup singer? Like us if you want to like us. Yeah, go and like us. <laughs> Don't dislike us. Or dislike us if you want. Okay. Leave, Don't a, give review. A, fuck. Leave a review. We've got a couple of reviews. I think you should share this shit on the, around your socials, you know. Share it around the socials. If you Especially like what you're hearing. Some followers. We're creating a huge community. Um. Massive. <laughs> no, we're really we really, really, really feel passionate about this. So yeah, if you if you would about like to About the pod or just about this episode? About the potty. Yeah. You know, we're talking about shit that people don't want to talk about. A little bit. A yeah. little bit. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. It's fucking hard. Thank you again. We appreciate. Appreciate. <laughs> Don't we? And footscray. Yeah, footscray. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.